Oh, recording has started. I didn't miss the first 10 minutes, but uh, <laughs> just some intro stuff, really. So I guess uh, the replays will have a, a short, uh, uh, you know, a 50-minute time instead of, a, instead of an hour-long show this week, but close enough. Um, yeah, so so Cat normally uh, follows me uh, with the Scaredy Cat Investor Show. Apparently he's getting some teeth pulled or cavities or root canal or something with the dentist. So he might be on at 5 o'clock, but it's going to be like mumble rap because his mouth's going to be all numb. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see if that happens or not. Um, you know, I, I think a, a, a Scaredy Cat mumble rap show would be hilarious. So, <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Uh, and again, I don't even know if the show is going to happen, but uh, we'll see. But then the big news, the big announcement for things tangentially related. Uh, oh, yeah, Paul, I don't have, you know, I haven't switched the, the chart over because I'm not really looking at anything in particular yet. Uh, so the other thing coming up tomorrow in this, I will switch over for let's transition. Mm. How's that for a fade? Nice. Uh, so the other thing that's coming is the wrapped Leo launch party, which is tomorrow, tomorrow morning, uh, da, 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 10 AM Eastern. Uh, I don't know why J.R. Cornell posted this instead of Cal, but whatever. Uh, so September 23rd is when we're doing our, is when we're doing our launch party for Rat Leo to bring Leo over to the Ethereum blockchain. Why does this matter for Splinterlands? Well, I'll get to that in a second. But the, uh, the cool thing is, is that, you know, it looks like, <laughs> is it actually going to have Rat Leo this time? Yes. No Crypto Kitties 2.0 this time. So, uh, so yeah, we're going to, we're going to go through the steps of setting up all the wrapped Leo, and then we're going to create some, some liquidity pools. And theoretically that will get us, you know, we'll have enough to get us listed, uh, pretty much immediately onto Uniswap. And, uh, that'll be, that'll be exciting times. I think it, I'm very bullish on the case for Leo as a token. And I actually came out with a post today on going over some simple math as to how to get Leo to $2 a token. Which I think is is a very very conservative case personally, but uh, again, not financial advice. I'm I'm not your financial advisor, so uh, do with that what you will. However, how does this matter for Splinterlands? And it's it's really about you know promotion as a marketing channel. So you know there's there's hundreds of thousands of people trading on on the decentralized platforms like like Uniswap and and Sushi and and you know, Binance decks and all that kind of stuff. As they get exposure to Leo, uh, then, you know, a certain fraction of them will come over and, you know, join Leo Finance. And of course, on Leo Finance are things about Splinterland. So like this show, my replays are posted on Leo Finance because it involves, uh, you know, the financial aspects of the game. And uh, plenty of other people post Splinterlands related content to Leo Finance. So, you know, it's just about increasing awareness and, you know, any, any, any avenue that brings users into the Splinterlands ecosystem is good, A, just for the long-term health of the game, but B, uh, you know, their, their money that they bring in, you know, increases prices, whether it's Dark Energy Crystals, whether it's uh, dice tokens or untamed packs or, 
uh, just individual cards uh, by themselves. So, you know, that user growth is the key to to everything uh, when it comes to when it comes to a community based asset like like Splinterlands. Uh, you know, I always, you know, ever since uh, WeWork came on the scene and then imploded, I'm very, very hesitant to use the word community, but uh, but it is true. You know, you don't have a commu- community adjusted earnings, but uh, but the community is important for for uh, marketplace type uh, businesses like Splinterlands is, because you know you need both sides. You need the buyer and the seller, and the marketplace itself grows by having more on both sides. So, uh, so just keep that in mind. Um, so yeah, I, I did want to come out, uh, or talk about, uh, a report that came out. I think it was in the red book. Uh, you know, the, the feds publish these different reports, uh, each, you know, periodically. And one of the recent ones was that 32% of households have either no wealth or negative wealth, uh, which was, which was kind of, uh, I mean, not surprising because that's been, you know, that's been the case for a long time. And, but the 32% was a new high or a new recent high, um, you know, with, with the whole COVID, um, COVID shutdown of the economy. So, you know, it, it really makes, it really makes me wonder because, you know, Splinterlands has a very, very low cost of entry. So, you know, you get a new account on Hive, that's free. Uh, you could do it through uh, MetaMask. You can do it through Wombat Wallet. You could just go straight through Hive um, or set up, sign up with your email, and Splinterlands will set one up for you. All so setting up the account is free. Uh, you buy the the Seminar Spellbook. That's ten bucks. You know, it's it's not free, but it's low, right? Uh, plenty of people are paying, you know, gobs of money for for games of various types on various platforms. So you know, ten bucks not so bad. And then, uh, I mean, really, you can go for free from there, right? Because it, it would take a while, but you can, you know, compete in the lower leagues, compete in tournaments, get your tournament rewards and or uh, quest and season rewards, and just slowly compound your, uh, your account. And I think it was Julia Ponsford, I believe she was doing a, a free, like she had a specific account that was just free rolling. And, uh, you know, I, I haven't talked to her recently about it, but, uh, I think it was like she was up to $50 in value or something, uh, with, with that, with that approach over, and that was over, I don't know, four months or something like that. So, you know, that, that certainly can be done. Um, so, you know, I, I get to thinking about these 32% of people with no wealth or negative wealth. And it's like, well, you know, there are simple, small things you could do, like getting involved in Splinterlands to start start at least a path to growth. And, uh, you know, obviously that doesn't, you know, if you're flat broke in the U.S., Splinterlands is not going to save your economic life. Uh, in other countries like Venezuela, it might, uh, because, you know, their problems with, with their money supply is so are so extreme. Uh, there's a lot of Venezuelans playing Splinterlands uh, because of that and you know they they get their quest rewards they sell them on the market and then they use that money to buy food so that is a real thing but uh you know it depends on depends on where you are in in the u.s though that's not really a viable strategy just because the the numbers involved are not great enough um you know even even me who's pretty i would say pretty well 
optimized as far as getting income from from Splinterlands. You know, between the different businesses I have on Splinterlands, I've got maybe fifteen grand a year, something like that, coming in, and uh, that's all. Uh, obviously, I, it's just remains in Splinterlands. It's all in Dark Energy crystals, but uh, but yeah, that's that's decent. But it's not uh, it's not living the high life. That's for sure. <laughs> Percentage-wise, it's fantastic, but it's still a very small, uh, very small pie to be to be a part of. You know, as as the user base grows, that that whole ecosystem grows, then it'll be uh, obviously more uh, more impactful. But uh, so yeah, so Splinterlands is not going to save those that thirty-two percent of people in the U.S., but it would at least give them an avenue uh, to start and to get them thinking about whatever choices are, that are being made in, in their lives uh, that will lead them to more financial wealth. And, you know, obviously some things are out of our control in that, you know, if you were working in a place and COVID hit and that place no longer exists, that's a problem. But, uh, you know, so there's always, there's always things to do, though. I guess that's the point. Uh, so, you know, you could always change change things in your life to the ability to the extent that you can uh, in order to do the things that will help you long term instead of hurting you long term so anyway i just wanted to to mention that uh i guess uh, if you're one of those 32 percent then you know reconsider uh, some of the things you're doing get involved in splinterlands start making making some money instead of spending some money so i guess that's my soapbox <laughs> for this week uh, other things I, I wanted to to check on was the deck market. So let's go to the decks. I'm going to Leo. There's Dark Energy Crystals. Dark Energy Crystals has been doing pretty well the last week or so. Had some some little pumps and then you know retracements, but overall trend is up. Now that might be related to the fact that the price of Hive is down let's look at hive usd uh here we go and we're on daily yeah daily. so this is hive usd over the past uh, few weeks and then of course we have the gerbot command deck usd just look on hive engine and yeah you can see that over the past uh well, since the beginning of September, we've been a little bit range-bound, but the last little while, last week or so, has been on an uptrend, uh, which is nice. Uh, we've had a couple days where the uh, the price has spiked so much in U.S. dollar terms that on Deck 101, we've had to cancel sales that we had uh, listed because the, uh, you know, the way Deck 101 works is that, you know, if we get a card and the market price is way above the burn rate, then, you know, we'll, we'll list it on the market. And if it sells, great. If it doesn't, you know, we'll just stockpile them until we burn them. And very simple. Uh, but obviously, we don't want to be listing prices below the burn rate. And because the Splinterlands market is in U.S. dollars, but we're pricing everything in Dark Edge crystals, we have to monitor that uh, that relationship and make sure that we're not listing uh, sales too low. Or that, you know, the, the sale that we listed that was high enough previously, you know, we have to make sure the market doesn't move past uh, where that makes sense. Because, you know, around about uh, 10%, um, you know, so if the premium for a card is 10% or less than the burn rate, then you might as well either send it to deck 101, burn it, or just keep it. 
because you know by the time you sell it in terms of waiting and uh, market fees and all that kind of stuff you're you're not coming out any better if you're selling it at the at those low premiums um, so if it's above 10 percent you know 20 percent a hundred percent or whatever like summoners can go for five times their burn rate then uh, it's worth selling but if it's if it's one of those marginal ones where it's barely above the burn rate then you're probably wasting your time uh, trying to sell it so like I said if you want to keep it great uh, if you want to if you want to just get the value out of it just send it to deck 101 and it'll be you'll be uh, better off and quickly done rather than sitting around on the market forever uh, but yeah so dark and your crystal has been moving a lot so I have my market maker that is operating on on hive engine and I make two markets so one is uh, uh, swap.steam versus swap.hive and the other is deck versus swap.hive and the dark energy crystal one it's been very very difficult to actually keep dark energy crystals in stock because you know the way the market maker works is that it lists orders on both sides there's there's a there's an order offering dark energy crystals in exchange for swap.hive and then there's uh, uh, an order uh, offering swap.hive in exchange for dark energy crystals so I've been uh, over the past you know really two three weeks you know because of those swings in the market it's just been really really hard to maintain a stock of dark energy crystals so people just buy them up and my market maker sells it to them and then you know the market makers there on the other side waiting to be sold to but people aren't selling it so uh, <laughs> it's the SMUSD effect, so Gerber says. And yeah, there's there's a lot of that, in that uh, you know people come in and buy credits, uh, and then use those credits on on the uh, on the market. So you know, Splinterlands escrows those credits uh, on the user's behalf, and then when those credits are used, goes into the market, buys dark energy crystals, and then spends them uh, to uh, you know for whatever the purchases. But that doesn't really complete the picture because whoever ends up receiving those dark energy crystals should or not should but could then be selling them for swap.hive in order to exit but they're not doing that uh or at least not enough in order to keep things balanced so that's uh that's actually bullish for dark energy crystals even though it's pretty annoying for me so you know i, I think it's just an indication that uh that things are things are looking up for dark energy crystals you know, we have uh, currently we have the dice uh, going on, which are which are burning large amounts of dark energy crystals. In fact, let's take a look at where we are with that. Uh, and let's go to the shop. Potions, dice, 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 dice. All right. So since last week, uh, you know, last week we we just got the threshold for the lens master, and now we're we're two thousand six hundred twenty into the next window of the airdrop so 47,380 dice left to unlock the next character and they're all going to be these one mana legendary uh monsters which is which i think are are a great utility player uh so i, I only got four lens masters i need to get the other seven in order to max out but um you know at least so far they've been they've been great little cards um so yeah so dice are burning lots of uh, lots of dark energy crystals, and then of course upcoming we have the um, the lands presale. So uh, let's look on Hive Engine here for a second, get the latest stats. Dark energy crystals. Uh, so so if you see on my account here, I've got uh, I've got 
152,000 dark energy resources. I, I reloaded that with 200,000 like yesterday, and it's just they just keep selling. So it's, it's actually a very difficult market to, to work in. But um, we've got uh, 472 million dark energy crystals uh, circulating. You know, the, the total is 653, but that is, uh, you know, includes the ones that are burned through sending them to null. And, um, yeah, I mean, so the relative supply compared to the total is actually decreasing. Uh, because of the because of the burns through purchasing dice, and then people are just are just you know building up their balances in order to uh, get in order for the lands presale. So uh, you know, Agro, our illustrious founder, or one of them anyway, uh, has uh, has two shows over the weekend on Palnet uh, on Saturday nights uh, Eastern Time and Sunday nights Eastern Time. So I was talking to him on a Saturday show, and. You know, we, we were going back and forth a little bit. Um, and, you know, he was saying that... Uh, <laughs> he was saying that pre-sale could be as soon as October. And it, today is September 22nd. So October starts in a week. And obviously, you know, continues for 31 days uh, through Halloween. And, you know, I was skeptical because, you know, they've said all along that they'll be before the end of the year. Which, you know, given standard development kind of timelines... Uh, means that you know it'll be at the very end of the year, <laughs> and uh, he was pushing back on me though, saying that no, no, for you know pre-sale is not as technically involved. They can get that done and blah blah blah. So you know maybe we will see that in October, potentially. Um, I'm not holding my breath for that. I'm still think you know Christmas is is a more likely scenario, but you know, obviously, Agro knows a lot more about the internal workings of Splinterlands than I do, being that you know it's his company. Um, so you know we might need those dark energy crystal balances sooner than sooner than later really and uh you know so the the market price of a plot of land is going to be twenty dollars and the pre-sale is going to be fifty percent off so ten dollars and of course all of these uh prices factor in that you can exchange dark energy crystals at a par value of a thousand per dollar so um so ten dollars is uh is 10 million or no so ten dollars is is ten thousand uh dark energy crystals um a plot of a hundred is going to be a sector i think um and you're going to get a, f a 15 percent discount if you buy 100 at a time and if you buy a zone which is a thousand at a time you're going to get 25 percent discount so net net if you want a thousand on a pre-sale you need 7.5 million dark energy crystals now uh that's quite a lot um, but I can ah, why is this not working alright so you can see here that I've got pretty much that and you know through deck 404 I make um, you know a bunch <laughs> each season you know something like half a million dark energy crystals so uh, so yeah I'll, ha I'll have my 7.5 million dark energy crystals ready to go and you know, in the uh, you can always check the rich list uh, to see who's got what uh, through the banjo command, or you can just look it up on on Leo Dex. They've got a nice rich list function. So, you know, Steam Monsters is escrowing a whole bunch. Uh, those are those are all the balances held in game. SMUSD also Steam Monsters account, Splinterlands account, 174. Is that 17 million or 174 million? 
This thing really needs commas. That's 17 million. All right, Matt Clark has 14 million all by himself. Uh, TH12 Moon, which is uh, uh, what's his name? It's J69's uh, group. Is still he's still holding on to 14 million. Peak Monsters has eight, and then Abide, Steam Engine, me, uh, TH13, Zach, and Zach. It goes on down from there. So, a, a good chunk of this of this group of Dark Engine crystals is gonna get, you know, vaporized immediately uh, when when land sales when the pre-sale comes out. And obviously that'll drop the the circulating supply even more. Uh, even though, you know, the Yabba and, and Agrod have said that, uh, you know, the land's pre-sale is not really, like, um, not going to be burned necessarily, but probably a chunk of it will, but it's basically going into the Spitalands company coffers. Um, and... You know, a good chunk of that will come back out as things like tournament rewards and, and things like that. But uh, you know, that'll be that'll be slow, slow, slower, and over time. So, um, you know, I guess keep that in mind for any any purchasing decisions you have with Dark Energy Crystals. Um, you know, yeah, but did clarify one thing for me uh, the other day that uh, so you know we're getting like eight hundred. 50,000 daily inflation on Dark Energy Crystals, uh, but I was not sure if that included uh, loot chest rewards or not, and apparently it does not, and Yabba clarified that for me on a post, I guess it was last week, and so there's roughly 850,000 Dark Energy Crystals being created for battle rewards, like you win a battle, you, re you receive uh, Dark Energy Crystals, and that's been higher since the collection power um, update has been made, because the you don't have so many low-end accounts uh, sucking up all the rewards. And the other thing is that, um, you know, so we've got 600,000 rough, rough numbers uh, being awarded and, and minted through, uh, through the loot chest. So we're at about 1.4, 1.5 million uh, daily inflation. So what I think about the, uh, what I think about the, the, the lands, you know, it's like, okay, well, a zone is 7.5 million. If we're at 1.5 uh, daily inflation, that's five whole days of inflation that are wiped out by one zone being purchased. And so I know I'm going to buy a zone. There's probably, you know, five or six others on this list that are going to buy zones. And so that right there is a month of inflation just just eliminated. So uh, you know, plus all the, 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 you know, the smaller accounts are going to be buying, uh, but, you know, obviously larger numbers of those smaller accounts. So, you know, that is, that is going to be a tremendous amount of, of supply that is just uh, vanished from the market. And, you know, lower supply, all things equal, prices rise. So I'm, you know, I'm pretty bullish on the price of dark energy crystals. You know, not as bullish as I am on Leo. <laughs> I, I think Leo is going to be, you know, like a like an easy 10-bagger, maybe a 100-bagger. Uh, the kind of moves I'm talking about with Dark Engine Crystals is like, you know, going from, you know, uh, 50 cents per, or half a cent per thousand to, to uh, you know, a full cent per thousand. So the, um, so we're talking about 100% upside, maybe. 50% uh, upside, I would say almost definitely. But, uh, but yeah, there's definitely money to be made if, if you want to catch those swings. Um, so another thing Yabba had mentioned, and this was actually in the, in the Mavericks House chat, was that, um, you know, people were asking about the, with the new system, you know, pack rewards, how are they looking? 
because uh, you know so with the new system you're gonna ha you have individual leagues have their own pack rewards uh, leaderboard so like I'm in diamond right now I'm trying that for the uh, for this season to just see how it goes and right now I am ranked number something if it loads uh, ranked number 35 I got I got pushed down because I haven't done my quest today so you know I am in at like the season and right now I would get five uh, five packs five untamed packs and you know when I when I typically battle through champion leagues then sure I get more quest rewards and I get more season rewards but I don't hit the pack rewards because you know I just don't play enough to get into the top 50 so uh, so I'm trying out the diamond league and you know if I get if I get rewards you know or if I get pack rewards, then that will offset the lack of of quest and season rewards uh, through Champion League. And you know, last I checked, and we should check this again. Last I checked, the um, the untamed packs were going for about a dollar a piece. Ah, way down actually. So right now we're at seventy cents per untamed pack on the secondary market. Obviously the uh, the um uh what do you call it you know when you buy on the secondary market you don't get you're not in line for the airdrops uh so you know the there's a slight premium you have to you have to consider when you were talking about receiving pack rewards versus the actual untamed packs on on hive engine but uh but yeah so you know 70 cents if i get five of them you know that's uh you know 350 if i get 10 of them that's seven bucks and you know it's hard to make seven dollars in in quest rewards uh, or in season rewards. We can go to Monster Market, uh, and I can analyze rewards. And Foggy Bottom says, "I think they need to increase champ rewards to motivate players to move up." I'm staying in Diamond Two, so yeah. I mean, it's 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 a certainly a, a verifiable uh, or a viable uh, strategy. Uh, so if I look at quests from, uh, so, come on, no quest rewards, what? Oh, i got to put in username, that's why. <laughs> Alright, so if I analyze my rewards, starting from this season, um, you can see that not a whole lot. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's what, uh, call it... Oh, I, I did get some good Dark Angel Crystals the other day. So maybe 3,000 Dark Angel Crystals uh, worth of rewards over the past uh, few days. What is that? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six days. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've missed a couple quests in there. So, you know, let's round it up 4,000. That's, uh, that's not a lot um, in terms of rewards. But, you know, so if I get five packs out of that, then that is a huge gain in my, in my season rewards. So uh, it's it's a little bit unclear, it, you know, if I do well in champion and I get more quest rewards and higher season rewards, will it balance out? Uh, you know, I'm just going to stick out diamond this season and uh, and see how it goes. I was about to give up on it because I had gotten pushed down to like number seventy something, but then I completed a quest or two and I was back up into the running. So, you know. All of us as players, you know, we have to make these decisions as to, you know, where where are those optimizations to be made? Is it, is it better to, to compete for packs or just to get 
packs just to get the Quest and Season rewards in a higher league, but no packs. So it's going to take some fiddling. I expect that the you know the the dev team will adjust the 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 rewards to kind of fine tune the the incentive structure. Uh, like like Foggy Bottom here is saying. Uh, and Davil22 says, or have D1 be able to play C1? <laughs> you know, I think the, the whole league structure is, is there to prevent that. Although I have noticed that uh, depending on the time of day I'm playing, sometimes I'll get matched up with, uh, with people in Champion League, even though I'm, I'm restricting myself to Diamond. Uh, theoretically, you know, as the season progresses, we're about halfway through at this point, uh, as the season progresses, the ratings of those Champion League players will, will drift enough that I won't be playing those those champion players, but uh, but competition in diamond is tough. I'll tell you. I mean, so we got we got foggy bottom here. If we look at the leaderboard, uh, we got Taug, uh, Baffy's a good player. Baffy kicked my ass actually uh, the other day with that life summoner uh, from the dice that has all all uh, divine shields. Ooh, that is a tough one to beat. It was low mana too, so it was I just didn't have enough firepower to overcome it. You know, JR Vacation's a great player. Um, who else do I know in here? Psy Guy is, is good. Uh, Exile, haven't seen him in a while. But yeah, so, you know, Gringotts is, is one of the rental accounts on the Peak Monsters team, uh, where it's all gold foil. So they're, they're great players uh, duking it out for, uh, for diamond placements uh, for these packs. So clearly the incentives are working. Whether they're exactly right or not, you know, remains to be seen. And we'll see how... Let's see how everything closes out this season because we still got seven and a half days before before the end of the season. So you know, like you can see here, pending rewards is sixty chests, and normally I'll get double that or two and a half times that. You know, with champion. So you know, we'll see. I'll I'll compare my uh, my total rewards this season to uh, to previous seasons and see where we end up. You know, I'm. You know, if I end up falling out of the pack running at the end of the season, then for sure uh, I'll be just moved to champion and, and go on to to just get my quest and season rewards. Uh, but if I if I get the packs, then eh, you know maybe so. And you know, and it's kind of a steep drop off. So you know, place number first placement in diamond is fifty, second place is forty, so that's already a, a seven dollar difference. Then it goes to twenty five, which is another you know twelve dollars or whatever. Um, and then to 15, and then 15 through, or places one, 4 through, uh, 4 through 10 get 15, and then 11 through 25 get 10, and 26 through 40 get 5. So, you know, a couple, a couple placements higher, a couple placements lower can have a dramatic impact on your, I guess, profitability for the season. And Foggy Bottom and, and David are both saying that, you know, it's a great first start for leagues, and, and I agree. Um, I still want to see a, uh, a rather than a, a numerical ELO ranking system. I still want to see a um, uh, a competitive ranking, like first place, second place, rather than the numerical thing, because the, the number thing is just proving to be too easily uh, abused. Um, so now now that there are the separate leagues, it makes more sense just to have placement within leagues. Like in car racing, like they'll have a bunch of different types of cars on the track, but then they'll have like placement in class. Um, so I think a similar kind of thing uh, should apply here. 
but you know, with with the new structure, Yaba said that there are going to be one thousand eight hundred eleven packs per season issued out as rewards. And let's see if I can actually copy this, copy and paste. Uh, so a thousand eighty one or uh, one thousand eight hundred eleven packs per season, which is eight hundred twenty six more per season than when it was just champion level leaderboards. So that's that's the increase. Uh, 826 packs additional are being sent out to players as rewards. However, uh, you also have to consider that, you know, all the loot chests have a 1% chance of paying out uh, a chest, or a, a pack, an untamed pack. And I've gotten, actually, a number of those over the over the weeks, where now that there are so many accounts that are being restricted in terms of how many chests they get because they've been pushed down to those lower leagues, then it might kind of balance out. Um, so 826 would obviously be 1% of 80,000 rewards. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know the numbers, um, you know, as far as how many of those, those level one accounts were, uh, were actually in champion league and completing quests, but, uh, but it was a bunch. So got to figure, uh, I can't remember how many quest rewards do you get in champion? It's a bunch. Um, I don't know if anybody in the audience knows, but uh, thousands. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it could very well be that the the amount of, of packs being sent out, uh, I, I don't mean season rewards, Dave, I mean quest rewards, like each particular day. Um, but whatever it is, it's a lot, uh, you know, so call it, I don't know, 30. Um, actually, I might have it in my spreadsheet. Oh, that's a different spreadsheet. So, you know, that times the number of accounts, those level one accounts that were, that were getting those rewards, you know, the, the 1%, um, the 1% earnings of packs of all of those accounts that are now no longer, no longer being paid back, paid out. I mean, it's going to be much less. And I, I see Dave says uh, 20 in champion one for, for quest rewards. So, you know, so point two packs are sent out per champion one quests and you know there's there's 15 quests you know per day or sorry 15 quests per season so 20 times 0.01 times 15 so the average of of all that and you know at a lot large amounts uh, is that you know three three untamed packs per champion one level account are sent out so then you just have to ask yourself well uh what is 826 divided by 3? And that is 275. So if 275 uh, low-level accounts that were in Champion are now be, have now been pushed down, then the amount of packs being rewarded is actually neutral. And uh, I don't know the, the, the exact number of those bot accounts that have been pushed down, but it's a lot. Uh, it's definitely over 100. Um, and Yasik has a... Uh, has a fancy little graph here uh it's showing the different leagues i'm guessing those are the number of accounts in those leagues so there's basically call it uh 3200 something like that in bronze one two and three uh so yeah they might actually be sending out fewer packs than than they were before so uh i think that'll be a good thing and if that's the case then the new structure, even with the, all the payouts in the different leagues, is actually going to be less than uh, 
what was being sent out before, which is which is again lower supply, lower marginal supply, higher price. So that's that's bullish for for untamed packs. Um, and if we look at the price here, you know this is in Hive, which is you know not a great <coughs> not a great marker, but you know it has been has been trending upward a little bit over the last a uh, little bit. And you know, coincidence with uh, collection power updates? I think not. So, so yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I think all the moves that the Splinter Nets team are are making in these changes are long term beneficial for the game. Uh, I think we're going to see overall net less inflation of the various types, whether it's dark energy crystals or um, or actual packs being sent out, uh, but. You know, and all that means higher prices. Now, couple that with the, you know, Agrod's been teasing, you know, some big announcement about uh, something's going to, you know, catapult the game into into higher adoptions. Um, you know, that's great. Uh, I will be excited when we see it. <laughs> I'll also wait until we see it. Uh, but you know, I, long, overall, I'm I'm very optimistic about the path that uh, we're taking. Oh, so here we've got uh, a before and after graph. So three seasons ago, we had 449 Champion 1 accounts, 907 Champion 2, 703 Champion 3, and a bunch in Diamond 3. And now a large chunk of that has been shifted down to, to Gold 2 and then into the Bronze Leagues. So, you know, collection power is working. And, you know, I guess, uh, you know, the... Uh, the bot owners have not made the shift yet because you know one thing they can do to get around that is that uh, you know they can they can rent or you know buy and then delegate to themselves uh, you know gold foil legendaries to increase their collection powers but the competition in the different leagues is much much tougher uh, now so it used to be uh, you know two seasons ago I would just breeze through uh, Diamond League and just go up on the champion and then round about the, the edge between champion two and champion one and start getting tough but uh, but now you know just in Diamond One is it, even the transition from Diamond Two to Diamond One was 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 much tougher than than even you know just a week ago. So you know I think you know having a low power account with uh, with some gold foil uh, delegations is going to be hard to make it work. Uh, so you know. If you had enough accounts, you could still do it because you get matched up with yourself sufficiently that you can complete your quests and go from there. You won't place for packs, but still, you'll be doing all right. Um, but you know, we'll see. Uh, so far, the bot owners have not been have not made that adoption. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's been good, and you know the. Uh, the big the big kick will be the lands presale as far as dark energy crystals. And, you know, some people have asked me about what, 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 how will that affect the prices of cards? And, well, you have, to, you have to remember that, you know, cards have a burn rate. And that sets the floor of those prices. So, you know, uh, Peak Monsters recently updated their bid system. Uh, if we can get a look at that. Uh, and they're in the, in the midst of, of revamping the whole rental system. So, uh, if you go to the market and you do a rarity bid... You can set, you can set bids like pretty widely, um, however you want it, which is great. But um, 
you know, so uh, Jarvie was saying that they have bids all across the board at 106% of the burn. So all of my bids right here are, are at 101% because this is the Deck 101 account. And, um, you know, so if, if that 106% uh, bid is the floor, well, it, as Dark Energy Crystals rise in price, then the, the value of that bid in U.S. dollars increases. So, you know, typically monsters run between one and three times their burn for, uh, uh, in, for U.S. dollar prices. Um, and, you know, summoners are, it can be as much as five times their burn prices. So, you know, as, you know, again, supply and demand, uh, more demand, less supply, prices rise on Dark Energy Crystals, which means the floor of those cards will go up, and the prices of, of all collections should rise in response to that. Uh, but it doesn't, it's not like a, it's not a one-for-one -one relationship, because you're just, again, you're just raising the floor. Um, but, you know, we can see that, like, on the dice, if we look at the summoners, and if my internet browser will work, come on. Uh, there's dice, and then oh, how do we get on promo? Dice, dice, dice. So you can see that the uh, the summoners are doing pretty well. Uh, Quid Youth is is not very much loved, and Vera Salacia doesn't get much love, but uh, but the rest of them are are doing pretty well. You know, thirty cents, thirty eight cents, fifty cents, um, and uh, Lorna, like I said, Lorna Shine was just rocked my world. <laughs> the one time I ran into her, <laughs> you know, Baffy was playing, was playing her. But yeah, the Magic Reflect, the Thorns, uh, you know, those are those are super useful. I'm kind of surprised that that I don't know how you pronounce it, Kid Youth, uh, with the piercing uh, attack um, has not gotten a little bit more love because you know if you have a uh, you know plus two armor on everybody, that's that's a pretty useful summoner to use. Um, but I guess, I guess not more than magic, uh, magic buffs or, or what have you. So, yeah, I mean, and the burns on, like on this card, you know, so it's going for 50 cents and the burn is, is what, uh, it's a rare, so it should be, uh, should be 15 deck, right? Uh, I wanted to avoid opening up my spreadsheet because it takes too long, but perhaps I will have to. So... You know, whatever it is, it's it's the same as untamed rares. Um, so, you know, it's uh, it's th they're seeing massive premiums. I, I still I'm still not 100% sure that it's enough to uh, overcome the the purchase price premium on the on the dice because you know it's a lot. <laughs> you know, even with my guild discount, I'm at uh, 2760 each. Uh, should be 2700, but I don't know. Uh, maybe we're a few quests short this season. 40 deck. Okay, so 40 deck to 50 cents, which is, you know, a huge premium. Because, you know, 40 deck is, at this moment, uh, it doesn't show here. Uh, let's do it over here. So if we take 50 cents, divided by 40 times 0. 0.00059, So that's a 21 times premium. That's crazy. So <laughs> anybody who's opening those in packs, you know, sell them. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, obviously keep one for yourself, but but then just sell them. 
because that is that is a super high uh, multiple. And uh, but you know even even the low end ones here uh, at twenty two cents for the kid youth. Uh, <laughs> Clay says the only appropriate thing to say after oh 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 is it's magic. I don't know. That's uh, so even the kid youth is is at a nine times premium, uh, so which is which is excellent. Uh, clearly the best, uh, probably the best in the market uh, is the dice summoners right now. As far as you know, you you buy some dice, you open it, and then. The, the relative market reward you get over that. So, um, if you have them, do that. <laughs> uh, as always, we've only got a, a few minutes left, but I did want to check on the stats, as I like to do. Let's see some users coming in. So, let's see what users are doing. Yeah, pretty flat at the moment. So average for 30 days is all players is 5,740. Uh, if we look at purchasers, uh, we're seeing we're seeing a bunch actually. We're seeing very spiky behavior here. Uh, Rondon says, "Looks like no cat today. That's too bad. I wanted to hear the mumble rap." And uh, you know, I think this chart. I'd have to ask Rafalski, but I think this chart includes the. Um, the packs sent out as as rewards. Uh, that's what those big spikes are at uh, 1100 and 1200 uh, for for season endings. Um, so, you know, even even so, if we're talking about 450 a day, and 1811 of those are are uh, sent out as as leaderboard rewards. So 450 times 15 minus. Uh, 1811 so that's still a bunch that's still five grand five thousand uh, packs being purchased uh, a season so that is that is good uh, and how far are we to the next airdrop let's look at packs here oh we still got quite a ways to go on this one so we are um, 31,851 packs left to the next un, un, uh, to unlock the next character. Although that, that progress bar looks wonky. Uh, that doesn't look like we're 68% of the way through it. But, you know, whatever. I would trust the numbers over the progress bar. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're coming up on the next, next airdrop there. Probably, well, let's see. If we get, get 5,000 a season... Plus eighteen eleven, uh, and we need what is it? We need thirty one eight five one. That means we're looking at. Come on, banjo! Looking at four seasons to the next airdrop, which is mm, probably lower than. Uh, or sorry, that that number is probably high. So I I bet. It doesn't take two months. I bet it takes, you know, one month, month and a half. Uh, probably right around Halloween we'll get our next our next uh, airdrop, uh, which should be Earth, Earth uh, Legendary Summoner. Which, you know, Earth has typically done very well with their airdrop summoners, uh, you know, uh, with um, uh, Prince Renan being the most notable example to date. Uh, so, you know, be on the lookout for that. Now, uh, Rondon said, no cat today. Uh, very sad, but uh, that is the the show for me today 
and thank you all for coming. We got a bunch of people here in chat. Some people watch it on Theta. Some people watch it on on Vim. And uh, we'll see you all next week. <laughs>